We often want to act as if there's nothing we can do, that we're not important if we're not heroes. And I say every single one of us affects our world, whether we want to or not, whether we mean to or not. As the Buddha said, misery follows every hateful thought, and joy follows every pure and loving thought. Think about that for a minute. Every moment that we dwell on something that happened to us in the past is robbing joy from now and from the future. And so what I'm going to talk about today and then um, next week to continue with is Reverend Michael uh, Beckwith from the Agape Church in California has um, some words that he uses that we're familiar with um, in, his, in an idea of ways of being. It's just sort of a way that he articulated these truths that are already within us. And that is to me, by me, through me, and as me. Those are four ways of being in the world. This week we're talking about to me and by me. So to me, I'm a victim. The world is happening to me. Why is this happening to me? The world is happening to everybody. Everybody. And the people that you can't see, the world as you know it happening to, you just are not inside their lives. Sometimes it's harder to see from the outside. And so we can choose, we can react from there, we can respond from all of these terrible things happen to me. And we don't have to have a bad response, we can have a good response. We can go, I'm gonna really try to forgive this terrible, 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 terrible thing that just happened to me. To me, we are helpless receivers of whatever life brings. We are victims of forces outside ourselves. And we often, from that posturing, say, that's just the way I am. I can't help it. I can't help it. That's just the way I am. And that, I understand there's a criticism that we should be other than we are. But I'm here to tell you that if it's miserable, if it hurts, that's not the way you are. That's not the way I am. That's not the way I was created to be. I lost my job, I lost my cow, I lost my way. He did that to me. Other people, there's a lot of that happening. Or God, why did God do this? Why did God take him away? Why did God let her suffer so long? Why did God? And the truth is, well, historically, let's just say that this is sort of Old Testament thinking. I'm going to just do a little metaphysics here. So this idea was that the world happens to us, and in trying to figure out what to do about that, we figured out that if we could somehow appease this God by making sacrifices, by worshiping, by being good enough, being good enough. If we could figure out what the rules were and follow them, then we're still to me, it's still happening to me, but maybe better things will happen to me. 
If I take some control and try to find the rules to say, to either stay safe or to mitigate or to please or to serve and don't commit hubris, don't start thinking you have power. That's the worst thing you can do. Prostrate yourself because you're a victim and it could get worse. And that is very much a part of our culture, that Judeo-Christian idea, which started out as just a Judeo idea, and Jesus kind of said, no, not that, but we sort of carried it on into Christianity anyway, which I'm sure he's sore about. But this idea that we have to find a way to appease, that life is happening to us in every moment. And then what happened is Jesus came. The Christ came. Now, Buddha came a long time before that, but he came to the East. And we, for the most part, were brought up in Western culture. So I'm just saying this so that you can know how, even without knowing it, even if you never read the Old Testament or the New Testament or knew anything about religion, this has penetrated our culture. It's in TV. It's in magazines. It's in books. It's in our court system. Lay your hand on the Holy Bible and say an oath. It's, it's pervasive. It's everywhere. And our, fun, our country was founded partly by these Puritans who were not seeking religious freedom. That's what we're taught in the books. They weren't, they weren't seeking religious freedom. They were seeking a way to get away from the people who practiced religion differently than they did. And they came far away and they practiced their religion. And by golly, if you didn't practice it with them, you might be dead. <laughs> you might be burned at the stake. Seriously. So this Puritan ethic is in our DNA. It's been here in America from the beginning. It's in the West. So Jesus came. And he said, no, 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 no. No, no, please, I want to empower you. Yes, God is out there. God is powerful. God can make things happen. But God is in me and God is in you. So what does that say about us? What does that say about us? Jesus said in John, in chapter 14, how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? These words I speak, I don't speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father, the Spirit, the Christ Spirit, God. The Father in me, living in me, who's doing this work. Believe me when I say that the Father is in me. That I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of what you're seeing. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes will do the same work I do and greater works than these will he do. And I, do, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You ask anything in the name of the Spirit and it will be done. So what he was trying to say is, please don't think that I'm special. I'm as special as everybody is. I'm as special as you are. I have this divine spark with me. I know the Father within me. The difference between me and you is you don't yet know the Father within you. So I'm glad you can see it in me, 
But your work is to believe the truth that I'm telling you and respond from the Father within you. And then whatever healings I do, whatever great things you hear me say, you can do and say, and greater than these will you do. That part gets ignored. It's interesting how people cherry pick parts of the Bible that serve whatever their purpose is. I do it too. <laughs> but I tend to pick these, um, these positive statements, these empowering statements, because I believe that Jesus came to empower us. That Buddha came to empower the individual to say, no, you do not live an insignificant life that, has, that makes no difference. You are not here for a second and gone. You are eternal. You have an effect on the world you live in. And if you want to have a peaceful effect, if you want to bring order in chaos, if you want to bring healing in pain, if you want to bring joy into sadness, then to go within is the only way to do it. And folks, that is the world by me. I get to create my world. It's, I have, I have two things. I have responsibility and I have agency. Responsibility means I have to look at my part in everything that happens to me. Well, okay. Did it happen to me? Yes. Did I participate in any way? Did I put myself in a place? Did I have a state of mind that allowed? Did I allow whatever? And this is not about blame. It's not about it's my fault that these things are happening to me. Please be clear on that. It's not about blame. It's about saying, I have choices here. You see the difference between a world in which you have no choices but to run along behind responding to what's already happened rather than going, okay, here is where I am. Where do I choose to go from here? What's the meaning of where I am? How did I get here? Is there a different way I can go? And maybe the answer is no. I don't know the different way to go. That's okay too. But by golly, ask the question. Starting to assume responsibility is the first step to spiritual maturity. It's the first step to spiritual maturity. And along with responsibility comes agency. And a lot of times in New Thought, we want to go directly to agency. I can do this, and I can do this, and I can make this happen. I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to think it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to manifest it without first looking and taking responsibility for the life we've created. So, by me, which is lovely because now we are responsible only for what we do. That's the thing. In, and, and Christianity got really bent when this idea of original sin came up. That you're, you're bad just because you were born. And that you bear, that Jesus has to bear all the sins of the world. We gave away our agency. He said, you could do it. We said, no way. You do it. <laughs> you do it. Die for me. And I'll just say, I'm a wretched worm. Nothing I can do about it. But thank you for saving me. That was not his message. That was not his message. That was not his message. 
His message was, you do it. Look around. The Father is within you, just as the Father is within me. So once we start to accept responsibility, the really beautiful thing is, we're responsible only for what we do, not for what everybody else is doing. Ew. Maybe we start minding our own business. Maybe that keeps us out of trouble. I don't know. I will say that in a larger sense, this is a, this is a vast subject, and maybe I don't have time to cover the whole thing, but in a larger sense, did we create the world? Yes. Not consciously with our human minds and our human egos, but everything that has happened in the world has been brought about by ideas put into motion by beings who could have ideas. You decide what that means. But ideas put into motion by beings who could have ideas and put them out there and get them into motion. And so we do have responsibility in that way. If we are one, then we, would, we take the responsibility for participating in the one. Which means we, we take on the responsibility for all of the joy and the wonder that we just sang in that song. Doesn't that make you? I am the clouds. I am the mountains. I am the sky. I'm the blending of the people everywhere. I'm awake. I'm alive. I'm aware. That is our responsibility too. Don't you want to take that responsibility? So, we get to decide. When we have agency, I get to decide where I go from here. I get to decide what's my part. I get to decide. And even if I was unconscious in creating what I've created, I can now get conscious. And I can make different choices. And this is getting into the area of this basic new thought, the law of attraction. What you give out, you will receive back. What you give out, you will receive back. It's also exactly what the Buddha said in the Dhammapada. What you give out, you will receive back. If you choose to spend your focus on hatred, on pain, on victimhood, then you will receive more hatred, pain, and victimhood. If you choose to put your focus on agency and responsibility, all right, this happened. Maybe I played a part in it. I can't even figure it out. But I get to decide where to go from here. What do I want? What am I putting out into the world? If you're getting something that you don't like, you might take a look at what you were putting out. And this brings us to these, this laws of attraction, tithing. I don't know how it works. I just know it works. And tithing, I love to talk about not because, uh, but because money is quantifiable. I know that if I give away this much money and then I receive something back, I can actually put a number on that. It's a little harder to do with I'm giving out joy and I'm receiving back joy. I'm giving out love and I'm receiving back love. But I tell you what, look around. What are you giving? What are you giving that is what you'll get back? And if you think, I'm giving out love, but they're not giving it back to me, take another look. Are you giving out love, or are you giving out neediness? Are you giving out a bargain? If you will love me back, then I will open up and love you. Or are you giving out, I promise to love you, if you'll just wait me nice to me? 
folks, that's fear. If you're giving out fear, you get that fear. No blame here. No blame here. But an opportunity to start to understand and be aware and take responsibility. So we're not living just life as it happens to us. We're living a life that we're creating. A life that is happening by us. And it takes work and it takes diligence and it takes reminding yourself over and over and over again. And it takes remembering that you are a part of all of creation. That you have an effect in the world. You have an effect in the world. Now, by me is still kind of dualistic. It's happening to me. No, now I'm going to take control of it and I'm going to make it happen. Next week, we're going to talk about through me and as me, where we've done our work in accepting responsibility and in choosing what we put out in the world and we begin to trust that we don't even have to work that hard. But the hard work comes first. The hard work comes first. So, are you living life as it happens to you? Or do you want to go out from here and say, what is my life today that happens by me? Thank you. Just going to take those thoughts into meditation. with me on these words. 
I have peace because I am peace, and I give peace because I am peace. I have peace because I am peace. That my depth, at my core, when I remember to let go of all the other stuff, peace is me.
May you give peace. May you be peace. Amen. Thank you.